0: Shalom. Welcome to Pathfinders Messianic Bible Study. Once again, I'm your host and teacher, Brother Scott Norris. And I'm coming back at, uh, at you once again as we um, endeavor to grow in our knowledge and understanding of Yahweh's Word. So tonight I'm going to uh, teach, and this is going to come out of my blog. I'm also a writer. I also write blogs um, if you ever want to check out my blogs please do like and subscribe i'm on wordpress and you can check it out at torah for life dot blog and that word dot is spelled out so torah, torah for f-o-r life dot d-o-t blog at torah for life dot blog okay and so it's on wordpress um, i've been on under the the title Pathfinder. So please check out my blog. But um, tonight I'm going to teach about the mark of the Lord versus the mark of the beast. Okay. And so if you've been around Christianity for any time, you know that there is a ton of teaching on the end times. You know, every few years, a new book comes out about the end times and usually teachings about the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I I see in the body of Christ happening is we are flooded with a lot of theology mixed up with a lot of controversial, not controversy, but mixed in with a lot of conspiracy theories. And, (laughs) you know, it's just taking us to and fro, I believe. You know, I believe the book of Revelation um, isn't about us seeking to know or uh, to understand the latest conspiracy theory, but the book of Revelation is a revelation of the Lamb, uh, Yeshua, our Deliverer. Amen. So we're going to look at the mark of the beast versus the mark of the Lord. And um, let me read Revelation chapter 7. Verses three through four, saying, "Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads, and I heard the number of the sealed a hundred and forty four thousand sealed from every tribe of the sons of israel revelation fourteen eleven and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name to understand counterfeit money. The secret service agents who fight against fraud and counterfeit money familiarizes themselves first with real money. Much is written and taught on the mark of the beast. However, we don't hear much teaching on the mark or the seal of the Lord. I believe we can learn much more about the mark of the beast and we first learn more about the seal or mark of the, of the real authentic Messiah than from just studying the mark of the fake Antichrist. Just as it's easier to detect a lie when you are more aware of the truth. And so, just like as I stated in my first analogy, like the secret service, they familiarize, they're able to detect false money or counterfeit money because they're so familiar with what authentic money looks like. And so I think we need to familiarize ourselves with the true authentic Messiah before we go on these, um, you know, these conspiracy theories, scavenger hunts, to try to figure out who the Antichrist is and what the mark of the beast is. I think we need to first understand from scripture, what is the mark or the seal of the Lord? Let's find out what's true so we can detect that which is false. Let's discover and experience that which is pure so that we can discern that which is unclean and impure. In Revelation 7 Chapter 7, verses 3 through 4, we learn of 144,000 servants of Adonai who are destined to receive a seal on their foreheads. Now, the word seal is the Greek word spragizo, which according to Strong's Concordance means to stamp with a signet or private mark for security or preservation, literally or or figuratively, By implication to keep secret. So this seal which Adonai commissioned angels to place on the forehead of his servants isn't a microchip. Okay. It isn't a microchip. It isn't a barcode. You know what I'm saying? It it isn't an internet URL. Okay. It, it, It is more like a mark of ownership. Many times, an official government document on, on an official government document, there is a seal placed on that document so that you know that it's official, that you know that it's authentic. Seals or signets can also be a short sign that a particular document, thing, or person represents a greater authority. So, in the case of Adonai servants. They were commissioned with authority to be his spokesmen throughout the earth. Ezekiel chapter 9 and verse 6. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Stay utterly. I mean, slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. Here again in Ezekiel, we see an angel commissioned to mark the forehead forehead of men who spoke out against all the unrighteousness done in the midst of Jerusalem. This mark from Adonai protected the men from the wrath of Adonai's judgment. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Yahweh placed a mark upon Cain that if anyone took vengeance upon him, the assailant would be avenged sevenfold. Once again, this mark from the Father offers supernatural protection from wrath. Was this mark even physical or visible to the natural eye? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. There's a good chance it wasn't, even visible or physical, when we study the word mark in Hebrew. Mark is the Hebrew word, oath, which means a signal, literally or figuratively, as a flag, a beacon, a monument, an omen, evidence, etc. Mark could also be a miracle, an inside, a token. So an oath in the context of Cain was likely some type of miraculous omen. Exodus 13-9 And it shall be for a sign unto thee, Upon thine hand and for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord's law or Torah may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. The celebration of Passover is seen as having a sign or mark upon the hand and forehead or frontlet between the eyes of the believer who participates in it. This sign Notice it's not a microchip or even a physical mark. Okay, there's no barcode here. There's nothing physical necessarily. But, you know, the celebration of this biblical feast reveals the work of one's hands. Remember, Adonai said if we keep his commandments, he will bless the work of our hands. The front lip between our eyes. Between our eyes refers to our foreheads, but more importantly, the brain or heart which is inside of our head. A mind focused on remembering, celebrating, and honoring his special times of commemoration. What we honor and celebrate, we publicly testify and proclaim. Remember, Yeshua became for us a lamb slain, Revelation 5 and 12, to deliver us from the bondage of sin. His last supper was a Passover meal of which he encouraged his disciples to always do in his remembrance. We need to meditate and chew on that. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 8. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine hearts. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. The commandments or law, which is actually Torah in Hebrew and means instruction, doctrine, or teaching, when Yeshua's Torah is engrafted upon our soul and applied in our life, they are, a, they are a sign in our hand and forehead, just as keeping Passover and other biblical feasts. Our surrender to Abba's Torah in every area of life places a sign or the mark of Adonai upon us. Yeshua said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That was John 14 and 15. Our devotion to his word, his teaching and commands bears his mark on our hands, which is our works. And as frontlets between our eyes, a mind transformed and renewed through his word. Revelation 14 and 4. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. Notice the 144,000 who bear the seal of Adonai follow the Lamb. They follow Yeshua, the Passover Lamb. Those who keep Passover bear a sign on their hands and between the frontlets of their eyes. We read that these 144,000 commissioned evangelists follow Yeshua and keep Torah. They are rooted in the Hebrew heritage of Messiah. In fact, they are all a part of the 12 tribes of Israel. Their sanctified walk in the commandments of Yahweh sets them to be up to be marked with a commission full of great godly power and authority. Now, okay, so we we need to keep that and bear that in mind. What is he calling us to be as a people? You know, a people that observe his commandments, that commemorate commemorate his special times, that celebrate his feasts so that we might, what, publicly proclaim him the Lamb of God. And why? He's going to place upon us a mark, a seal of ownership saying that that that's my child the bible says we are sealed with the holy spirit until the day of redemption we are marked by the ruach Hokadesh. that's what the holy ghost is in the hebrew the the holy breath or wind of the almighty we are filled with the very breath of god as a mark of his ownership and we are a reflection of representation of his authentic power and our, an authority. We are to be made and conformed into his likeness and image. We are to be the authentic documents or the epistles to be read of all men that testify of his goodness and glory in the earth. Now, now that we are familiar with the power and nature of the Holy One's mark, we can be, we can better understand the mark of the fake and defiled one the beast, or antichrist. John chapter 10, um, verse 1, and also uh, verses 7 through 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Verse 7. Then said Yeshua unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse eight, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Verse nine, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go out and find pasture. Verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Yeshua warned us there would be false shepherds who will not enter in by the door, but will attempt to gain access to the sheep by breaking and entering. Yeshua the door? Later in John fourteen and six, proclaims to be the way, the truth, and the life, in order to have an eternal relationship with with the Elohim of heaven and earth. The way, truth, and life are all Hebrew idioms with which reference Torah. Yeshua is the living word; he is the living Torah. Yeshua is the good shepherd who comes to rescue his flock, he will lead them to the pasture of his Torah. The hireling, the fake shepherd, doesn't bring you to the way, the truth, and the life, but comes to steal, kill, and destroy. In fact, he won't feed you the Torah. He is described as the lawless one, or without law, or without Torah. Second Thessalonians chapter 2-8 and eight. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will kill with the breath of his mouth and destroy destroy by the manifestation of his coming. When he says he's lawless, he's not talking about he's without the American Constitution. (laughs) He's not talking about man-made governments and man-made laws. He's got to be talking about the righteous laws of the Most High, that he's without the law. He's without Torah. Amen. Because a lot of our end time, the reason why I interjected that is because and a lot of our eschatology or in time teaching, we try to make America somehow the beacon of what righteousness and what the standard is. And if America goes down, then we know that the end is, is, is soon to come. You know, come on. You, you know, Israel is the apple of his eyes and Israel has been scattered into all the nations. So the Lord is has a vested interest in salvation throughout all the nations. Why? Because all the nations of the earth is what we were scattered into lands of captivity. America and all the other systems of this world are ultimately, usually, somehow governed by Satan. If you're Either you're in the kingdom of, of, of darkness or you're in the kingdom of light. It's a kingdom without borders. Amen. But anyway, the anti-messiah, the anti-mashiach or messiah or cross, the false antichrist will be a false shepherd who will be persuasive will not uphold Yahweh's Torah. He will say, you don't need godly instruction. Who has time to learn all that anyway? It's all done away with. We are under grace. You can do as you please, but just serve me. He will exalt himself above every God and will even speak outrageous things against the most high. If you take a look at Daniel eleven thirty six, the king will do according to his will. He will exalt himself and magnify himself above every God and will speak marvelous things against the God of gods. He will prosper until the indignation is accomplished for that which is determined will be done. The false shepherd will mislead many because although he will speak outrageous things against the most high and his son, Yeshua, and disregard his law, the Torah, he will still be able to perform signs and wonders. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9, even he whose coming is according to the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Revelations 13 11, I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and he spoke like a dragon. Revelations 13 and 13, he performs great signs, even making fire come out of the sky to the earth in the sight of the people. Revelation 13 and 14. He deceives my own people who dwell on the earth because of the signs he was granted to do in front of the beast, saying to those who dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast who had the sword, wound, and lived. Listen. Signs and wonders follow those who devote themselves in believing on Yeshua. Miracles serve to confirm the word, not to replace it. The power of the Ruach Hokadesh or the Holy Spirit, but literally means the breath or wind that is holy, works through us to draw mankind to Yeshua, a resurrected king. The purpose of the Ruach HaKadosh isn't for mere fame or fortune, or to exercise dominance and control of other people. His purpose is to enable us to testify of the power and salvation in the name of Yeshua, so that those in darkness may see the light of his glory. Just as the lawgiver and just, and just judge Yeshua has a seal or a sign or a mark for his devoted followers, a mark will be given to those who follow the lawless one, the false shepherd, the anti-messiah. Revelations 13 and verse eight and then 16 through 18 and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Notice that and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. So the thing is, listen, even though if a person's name is not written in the book of life, meaning they have not received eternal life through Yeshua and devoted themselves to Yeshua and following him and following his commands, you know, essentially you're serving Satan, whether or not you do a seance, whether or not you, you aggressively seek out, you know, a particular idol or a cult or a seance or go through some ritual, whether or not you do those things, if you're not serving the Lord of Lords, then you're serving the God of this world. Ultimately, Okay, and so the question we have to ask is: My name written in the Lamb's book of life? Does the, does Yeshua know me because I've sought to know Him? Verse eight sixteen, and He causes causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that in verse seventeen, that no man might buy or sell, save he that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Verse 18, here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast. What is the number of man? His number is six hundred, three score and six. The mark of the beast is given to people who worship the beast, just as the mark or seal of the Lord is given for those who worship and follow the Lord. Let me tell you something else. The vaccine, that ain't the mark of the beast, y'all. That ain't declaring allegiance, (laughs) That just saying, look, I want to be healthy. I know that might be controversial for some. Ultimately, I believe in healing, divine, supernatural protection from the Lord. But the Lord also gave instructions from his word about people's social distancing and keeping themselves safe in the cases of leprosy. Study the scriptures and search it out and seek out wisdom for yourself on that. He didn't call us to be foolish and to tempt him. Sometimes you have to take precaution, amen, but that's another topic for another day. Secondly, the beast only allows people who take his mark to participate in buying and selling. We must bear in mind Revelation is a letter written to seven churches found throughout various parts of modern-day Turkey. Although much of the letter is speaking of the future, it was still written to deal with the relevant situation at hand. We can learn much about the future by looking at the past. Many of the towns at the time had trade guilds. In order to practice those trades, you had to become a member of a guild. A guild was almost like a member of a union, okay? The guilds usually had a patron god sanctioned by the Roman government. Guild meetings were often held in temples built for a particular god. Banquets and feasts with food sacrificed to idols were served at these meetings. So so participation in a trade was tied into a guild which was bound up in idol worship. So a trade, which is a work of the hand and honoring an idol in a temple or a banquet with food, sacrifice, idols, which is a work of the heart or mind, are works which bear the mark of the beast. They are serving in their hands and forehead. Remember, I earlier I pointed out. The believer bears the mark of Adonai in his head and his hands when he is obedient to the most High's commands. So basically, if you really want to participate in the commerce of this world, just go ahead and abandon the principles of Torah and be shady. Be wicked, be corrupt, be willing if you want to make it big in in, in Hollywood or show business, be willing to, to, to show your body, be willing to glorify violence and sex, you know, do all the things that God commands us not to do. And you have a much easier time. Even my pastor was sharing with me how there was a time in which he came on the radio locally in the town that that I'm in, Cleveland. And because he is a Messianic believer, a believer in Christ, who still teaches about the Torah of Christ and doesn't teach that the law has been done away with, Well, you know, because he was on the air and what he was teaching was challenging traditional things that are taught in Christianity. A lot of the pastors in the city threatened that radio station that they would leave and they pay thousands of dollars to be on there a month if my pastor remained on the air. So he was, you know, given the right hand of disfellowship from that radio station, basically. Now, now, listen. That is what, remember the, 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 the antichrist is called the lawless one. Listen, you got to understand something about Satan. The Bible says that the serpent that was used to deceive Adam and Eve more, more specifically Eve in the garden was the most craftiest, the most subtle feet beast of the, of the field. All right. So a lot of times the enemy operates, he doesn't always come out looking like Freddy Krueger. Sometimes he does, but a lot of times he doesn't look like Freddy Krueger. We read in Revelation that the beast had, what, two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. So a lot of times he can masquerade himself as someone even preaching the gospel. The, the, The lawless one just wants to take you away from God's instructions, from his law, his commands. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm reading it. Just drift, you know, from our commandments. Don't keep Passover, but keep Easter. Don't celebrate the Feast of the Lord. Don't even celebrate things that he didn't specifically command that we see Yeshua keeping like Hanukkah, which is kept in the wintertime. But go ahead and and, 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 and and celebrate Christmas. Well, have you ever studied the origins of that? I'm just I'm a challenge. Folk one. Have you ever studied the origins of it? You know that there's a pagan Origin is found nowhere in the Bible. So the enemy has crafty ways to devote, to get our devotion off the Holy One and truth and to get us entangled in lies and to even shut out people out of commerce, trade and even gospel radio if they don't bow down to the beast system. Now, I know that's going to strike and ruffle some feathers, but it's it's the truth. It is very much the truth. Amen. Let me get back down here to my notes. Participation in commerce and trade under the Antichrist system is only allowed if you agree to, to worship the beast. Does this mean the mark of the beast will be having a computer chip? Implanted in your hand, hand or forehead. Let's ask ourselves, does Yahweh's seal or mark require being implanted with a microchip, a, microchip, a barcode or a vaccination? So if his mark doesn't have that, do you think the, the devil's mark is going to have that? We, we can understand the false by understanding. We can understand what is true. Or we can understand what is false by understanding that which is true. We can understand that which is impure by understanding that which is pure. The enemy has so distracted us into what the Antichrist is and what the mark of the beast is until we we don't even hear teachings about the mark of the Lord. In the book of Revelation, John was exalting the lamb that was slain. He was talking about the one who was between the seven menorahs who was in the midst of it. His revelation was an eye-opening look at the end times, the times that we're living in from a spiritual perspective. Not to go on some scavenger hunt for a bunch of conspiracy theories, but for us to press all the more into seeking the presence of the Most High so that we might understand the truth. Does a mark or seal reflect who owns you? Remember I said that. They put a seal or a mark to mark ownership or authenticity or authority. Does a mark or a seal reflect who owns you and to whom you pledge allegiance to? So I pray that this message is thought provoking. I pray that it is edifying. I pray that it is eye opening. I pray that you be fed with the knowledge of, of the Lord and that your love for him might increase all the more until we meet again. Shalom.